Alright first grade parents, welcome back to Raise Ready Kids, where month by month you master the strategies you need to raise kids with the knowledge, skills, character, and purpose they need to thrive. I'm Bill Jackson, founder of Raise Ready Kids and your host this month. Welcome to first grade, the year that most children learn to read for real. Of course, they're probably already reading some, and maybe they're already zooming ahead. Most children entering first grade can read very simple books like Dr. Seuss's Hop on Pop. Many are beginning to read standard first grade fare like The Little Bear Books by Elsie Homeland Minarek. Some can read more sophisticated books like Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus by Mo Willems. And a few are already charging into far more advanced books like The Boxcar Children. For most children, though, first grade is the year they progress from the early stages of reading, for example, being able to read simple Dr. Seuss fare, to mastering books like Frog and Toad. In some ways, watching a child learn to read is like watching a child learn to ride a bike. It's a gradual process that proceeds in fits and starts. Your child's journey to riding a bike probably started on a tricycle, which doesn't require any balancing at all. That's analogous to the earliest stages of learning to read, when your child learns their letters and becomes aware of phonemes, the individual sounds in spoken language, and recognizes that printed words represent spoken language. Then your child probably practiced on a two-wheeler with training wheels. That's like the phase of learning to read when your child begins to associate letters with sounds and sound out simple three-letter words like pop. Now, in first grade, it's time to take the training wheels off. Time for your child to read much more challenging material all by themselves. Just like with learning to read a bike, this transition cannot happen without the prerequisite skills being in place, and the speed with which the transition will come is impossible to predict. As the reading experts Susan Hall and Louisa Motes write, there is often a period lasting anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months when your child is on the verge of reading beginning books. They seem to know all their letter sounds, have known the alphabet for a year or more, recognize a sizable number of frequently occurring words by sight, and seem ready to read. However, they may be struggling to pull it all together and figure out how to relate the sounds to the words rapidly enough. You may remember feeling this way about bike riding also. It seems like they could do it, but they just don't. This is because, like riding a bike, Independent reading requires the integration of multiple skills that are challenging enough on their own. And just as riding a bike requires moving fast enough to stay balanced, reading has to happen fast enough for the story to come to life. Given the challenge involved, it will most likely take your child the better part of a year to progress from simple Dr. Seuss books to short chapter books such as Our Friend Hedgehog by Lauren Castillo. Your child and you need to be patient. Just like you can't rush that first solo bike ride, you don't want to push your child too hard with reading. They may stay on the cusp of reading for three or six months. They need to set the pace, and with your support, they will get to that glorious day when they can read short chapter books independently. You can do a lot to help, and that's what this month's Raise Ready Kids strategy, Reading Coaching for First Graders, is all about. Specifically, you can coach decoding, select appropriate books for independent reading, continue to read aloud, and integrate reading and writing into daily life. Let's consider each one of these four roles, starting with Coach Decoding, which will be our primary focus today. 
If all is going well at school, your child is getting methodical instruction in phonics, or sound letter correspondence, from their first grade teacher. This is the skill they need to sound out unfamiliar words. They've probably learned simple phonics already. They probably know how to sound out words like pop and hat. Now, with their teacher's help, they're going to learn a lot more phonics. Over the year, they'll study consonant sounds like t and s, short and long vowel sounds like a and a, what teachers call R-controlled vowel sounds like R, and digraphs, sounds like sh in shark or ch in cheese. In other words, your child's teacher is going to do the heavy lifting. Your role is to support the process as a decoding coach. To prepare you to do this, let's dive a little deeper into the process of learning to read. Scientists who study reading have conclusively determined that the best way to learn to read is to study words closely until you can produce the sounds indicated by the letters. This is what we mean when we say decoding. At the same time, in order to become proficient, readers need to transition from producing sounds by reading individual letters to recognizing chunks of letters and whole words. So, when your child is first learning to read, they will need to sound out a word like t, er, e, tree, and that will take them a moment. But then, after they've seen this word many times, they'll recognize this pattern of letters and quickly produce the sound tree and think of tree. This is what scientists call automaticity. You don't have to think about the simplest level of a task anymore. That comes automatically. Reading researchers have determined that children typically need to see and decode a new word between 4 and 15 times before they can develop automaticity with that word. In other words, they need lots of practice reading words that are at the right level for them. And this, first grade parents, is where you come in. While your child's teacher is teaching phonics and getting some reading time with your child at school, you can practice reading with your child at home helping them get the opportunities they need to recognize more and more words by sight. Just 15 minutes per day of practice with you will make a big difference to their progress. Your child may be reluctant to trade the comfort of you reading to them for the hard work and uncertainty of them reading to you. You can start by alternating who reads. You read a page and then your child reads a page. Encourage your child with words like, I'd love for you to read me this book. That will encourage them better than saying something like, let me hear you read this book to me. At the same time, don't push your child too hard if they're not interested in reading to you. Keep reading to them, and over time, the stories you read to them will likely inspire them to want to begin reading to you. Once your child is reading, the most important thing you can do is listen patiently. Your child is still near the beginning of a long journey of learning to read. They need your support and encouragement. There may be moments when it's painful to watch the struggle, but your child needs you to be with them in their corner as they're climbing the steep part of the learning curve. Beyond listening, you can help them sound out unfamiliar words. Let's say your child is reading Amelia Bedelia and stumbles on the word grand. In general, you shouldn't tell your child how to read the word if you think they have the skills to figure it out. Instead, give them clues and help them put the pieces together. What sound does the word start with, you might ask? Or, have you seen N and D together before? What sound do they make together? Pause a moment, and if your child does not offer an answer, you might say, mmmd, 
Nd. Then, if needed, help them put the pieces together. G, er, and. Grand. On the other hand, if you come across a word that your child might not know yet how to decode, like weight, as in how much do you weigh, then it's probably best to read the word for your child and then ask them to repeat it. Over time, your child will evolve from seeing words as individual letters and towards understanding them as chunks of familiar letters, including E-I-G-H-T. As you help your child, take care to emphasize the distinct sounds involved in words as opportunities arise. You don't have to worry about the details of phonics, that's for the teacher, but you can help a lot by helping your child hear, break apart, and combine individual sounds and words. G, er, an, n, d. The first two sounds can be combined into gr. The final two sounds can be combined into nd. Practicing this way will be a big help to your child's teacher, who is working methodically to introduce your child to the full range of 44 sounds in English. And it will help your child increasingly see and pronounce groups of letters, which they need to be able to do to become a fluent reader. Some other tricks you can use to help your child with challenging words. If it's a compound word made up of two words like baseball, try covering the second part of the word, ball, and ask your child if they know the first part, base, and then cover the first part of the word and ask them if they know the second part. Finally, ask them to put the two parts together. This will help them get used to investigating words to see if they contain chunks of letters or words that they already know. Then there is the question of which errors to correct when your child is reading to you. On the one hand, it's important to help your child learn new words correctly. On the other hand, you don't want to discourage them by correcting them too often. Look for the middle ground. Also, wait until your child has finished a sentence before addressing the error, because they will sometimes recognize that what they're reading doesn't make sense and offer the correction themselves. If they don't, however, you can ask them, did what you just read make sense? If they're not sure, you can either offer a correction or help them work through the word themselves. If your child seems frustrated or discouraged, ease off on your corrections. Let them gain a little momentum. Another trick. If your child is losing their place as they read, encourage them to use their finger to track the text, or use a bookmark to reveal new lines as your child gets to them. If the book you're reading has pictures, talking about them will help your child understand what the story is about. They're also a welcome sight for readers who are struggling through challenging text. A few more thoughts about helping your child learn to decode. Readers who are just getting going may want to skip a word here and there. That's fine, but it's best not to do it too much. You want your child to be working on using their phonics skills to sound out words. If a book has too many unfamiliar words, it's best to switch books. Also, it's okay for your child to read silently some of the time, but reading aloud is particularly helpful for your child in the beginning reading stage because it focuses on the skill they most need to develop, translating letters into sounds. Reading aloud also lets you enjoy the pleasure of sharing books with your child. Last, but definitely not least, one of your most important roles is decoding cheerleader. Learning to read is not easy, so celebrate the victories. As your child begins to read more independently, point out how little you help them and how they just read something they could not have read a week or a month ago. This will give them energy to climb the next part of the steep mountain that is learning to read. 
Okay, let's move on to your second learning to read support role. Select appropriate books for independent reading. What your child is reading themselves matters particularly at this stage because the text needs to be neither too easy nor too hard. If it's too easy, they won't grow as a reader. If it's too hard, they may get discouraged. In addition, the quantity of books matters because your child is likely to go through beginning reader books quickly as they grow their skills. Choosing successful beginner books is not that easy because the reading level indicators are not consistent among publishers. Level 1 for one publisher may be closer to a level 2 for another. Meanwhile, while libraries sometimes color code books by level of difficulty, the range of each color is often too large to be helpful at this stage. The good news is that with a little practice, you can do a pretty good job of picking out good books for your child just by looking at them. For starters, beginning readers do better with fewer than 10 words on a page, in larger font than is typical for books. Scan the book to see if the words are at about the right level of difficulty for your child. You want to avoid books with lots of quotation marks, as they are confusing for beginning readers. Next, think about the story. Is it at least a little bit interesting or funny? Finally, if there are pictures, do they draw you in and provide helpful clues about the story? Three types of books are best for emergent readers. Dr. Seuss beginner books like Cat in the Hat and One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish have limited numbers of words with lots of rhyming. Easy reader series such as Pete the Cat and other I Can Read Level 1 books from publishers like Scholastic feature simple vocabulary and characters that are a little more interesting. Finally, picture books that you read to your child when they were younger are a good choice as your child is already familiar with the story and will be proud to read them back to you. Start with the simplest books that have a lot of repetition, like Goodnight Moon and Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See?, and work up from there. Keep in mind that teachers often have access to lots of easy reader books through distribution channels that are not available to parents. Get suggestions from them and ask if they can loan you some books, even if just overnight. Then, of course, libraries are great places to stock up. A child who is determined to learn to read may want to go through 20 or more easy reader books per week for several months, and they won't want to reread many of these stories because, well, they're not particularly interesting. Once your child gains confidence and can breeze through the easiest books, the characters get more interesting and the plots have more substance. You can usually find at least one character like Amelia Bedelia, Frog and Toad, or Little Bear that your child loves, and then you can feed them many more books in the series. Librarians will have great book recommendations based on what your child already likes, and social media and the web are filled with book list recommendations. Speaking of libraries, this could be the year to get a library card for your child if they don't already have one. And if you do, make a big deal out of it. A library card is a rite of passage, a sign to the child that they are not just a reader, but also a citizen. Explain that library membership is both a privilege and a responsibility, and help them keep their cards safe. Don't worry if your child takes a long time to read a story themselves. That's fine. You'll know that a book is too difficult for your child if they make a lot of errors, if they get frustrated, or if they don't seem to be comprehending the story. In that case, encourage selection of an easier book, as it's important that your child feels successful as a reader. That's why it's also fine if your child is sometimes choosing to read books that are too easy for them. 
Repeated reading of easy books boosts your child's confidence and builds reading fluency. Finally, if you hear about a book and want to know if it might be appropriate for your child, you can often look up its Lexile score, a measure of reading challenge that ranges from below 100 to above 1700. Readers who are just getting started are usually best off with books in the 100 to 400 range. To give you a sense of the Lexile system, Pete the Cat books are in the 100s to 200s. Go Dog Go is 240. Don't Let the Pigeons Drive the Bus is 280. Clifford the Big Red Dog is 330. Amelia Bedelia books range from the 100s to the 500s. Frog and Toad books are in the 400s. The Boxcar Children's Mystery Series range from the 400s to the 600s. Charlotte's Web is 680. And the Harry Potter series ranges from 880 to 1030. All right, let's quickly touch on your final two learning to read support roles. Continue to read aloud and integrate literacy into daily life. Some parents stop reading aloud when their children start to read on their own. Sometimes that's because what their children want. But definitely don't stop. At this age, children can listen to far more advanced stories than they can read themselves. Listening to good stories will motivate them to want to continue their quest to learn to read, as well as enrich their vocabulary and their life. At this age, you'll probably find that you can begin to read more interesting chapter books, for example, Winnie the Pooh and Charlotte's Web, that have more complex plots and fewer pictures. In addition, first grade is a great time to introduce some easy, humorous books into your read-aloud routine to lighten the mood for your child as they continue to build their skills. You can't go wrong with anything by Mo Willems. Other possibilities include A Bedtime for Bear by Bonnie Becker and The Book with No Pictures by B.J. Novak. And finally, integrate reading and writing into daily life. Now that your child is beginning to read, use written language to communicate with them in natural and impactful ways. Leave them notes in the morning, evening, or surprise notes in their lunchbox. If your child asks you to convey a message, ask that they write a note instead. Ask your child to help sort the mail by recipient. If you're driving around looking for a particular street, ask your child to help you look for it. Ask your child to help you read a recipe. Require them to send written thank you notes for gifts. Every time you draw your child into using their burgeoning reading and writing skills for practical purposes, they're experiencing the value of these skills, which further motivates them. All right, that's a wrap. First grade parents, this is an amazing year for both you and your child. Learning to read is a once-in-a-lifetime adventure that opens up a whole new world of possibilities for your child. They've got lots of hard work to do to learn how to decode, figure out what all the words mean, and build their fluency. But you can help, a lot, by coaching decoding, selecting appropriate books for independent reading, continuing to read aloud, and integrating reading and writing into daily life. And don't forget your role as your child's number one cheerleader. With your support, your child will soon be reading all sorts of wonderful stories on their own. <laughs>